Father God, you have called us here by your grace and by your mercy. Lord, each of us know only too well that if it was down to us, we could not stand in your presence. Yet today we remember love that has no end, grace that has no boundaries, and mercy that keeps no record of wrongs. And we do stand, Father. We stand in that which is your glory. And we're here to praise you, to worship you, to learn about you, to talk with you, and to share our lives with you as this family here. Bless us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. Good to see you all. Welcome. Um, particularly, uh, like to welcome Josh. Uh, and Annie this morning, great to have you here with us um, hope you uh, enjoy meeting with us this morning A note from Becky, thank you to everyone who helped during the Operation Christmas Child shoebox appeal uh, From those who made a box to those who helped carry boxes from cars inside the building uh, And a big thank you to um, all who were involved in Anna's team last Sunday uh, To move them from the storeroom into the foyer ready for collection The van came on Tuesday and collected 139 boxes Thank you Mike for coordinating that um, so 139 more children who wouldn't have had a present um, have had a present and heard the, and will have heard the message of Jesus love um, as a result of that so thank you very much everybody um, finally the care news from um, Elaine and Mark we heard late last week that Rob Mills is now in a hospice as of last week he didn't want visitors as he's feeling very down um, we will keep you up to date with this and we'll let you know of any updates by email and pass on an address so you can send them cards. We need to pray for peace for Rob um, and that he can feel his spirits lift and for those people caring for him so they can provide him uh, with the comfort that he needs. On a more positive note, Nathan May uh, has had his operation on his knee. He's recovering well and uh, we need to pray for his continued recovery. Um, and we need to remember all the Webborn family this weekend. It's the anniversary of Johnny's death. We pray they can find peace in the memories of his life and the wonderful hope uh, for the future that we have through Jesus. And finally, we remember all those uh, members of our family who are suffering at the moment, whatever their issues. Um, we pray that we can show the love and care of Jesus to them all. Thank you. Thank you, Neil. We'll pray together in a moment. Does Anyone have any, anyone they'd like to share together? Okay, thanks everyone. So I'll open a prayer. I'll leave some time for you to say your own prayers. And then in a week where the Lord's Prayer was banned, I thought it'd be nice for us to say it together. So I'll start the Lord's Prayer to, to, to conclude our prayers. This has been one of the easiest presides I've ever had to do because uh, on Tuesday Mike emailed me with a whole list of songs and a reading all perfectly mapped out so it's brilliant. Thank you Mike. So hopefully you've been able to spot the theme and we're going to continue that theme just before um, Mike speaks um, by reading together Luke chapter 15 and Derek is going to read that for us. Luke chapter 15. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering round to hear him. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. 
Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me, I've found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who do not need to repent. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Does she not light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me, I've found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there's rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his field to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have food to spare, and here I am, starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to call your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field when he came near the house he heard music and dancing so he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on your brother has come he replied and your father has killed the fat calm because he has him back safe and sound the older brother became angry and refused to go in so his father went out and pleaded with him but his answer, he answered his father Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat, so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, come home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. 
But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he's found. Thank you, Derek. Mike, come and encourage us. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. So, as Charles said, we're going to think about sin. Um, so, the word, common word in the New Testament, uh, Greek word, it's uh, ham, I'm not, I'm not very good at pronouncing things, hamartia. That's what is very commonly translated as the word sin in the New Testament. And it means, that the literal, what the word means is to miss the mark or to miss the target. Um, So, just bear with me a second. Okay, so there you go. There's someone trying to hit the target. Um, I have a few interesting thoughts just about bows and arrows. You sort of have to pull it back. And you don't have to sort of give it a big push, do you? You just have to push it back. Very control. Hold it still. Completely focus. Absolutely focus. Line everything up. And let go without moving anything. And after you let it go, you don't redirect it to keep it on target you just have to focus and let go interesting idea something to think about the bible is full of honesty it has examples in every possible shape and size of sin examples from adulterers Kings, murderers, religious people, 
even very important central people like King David and people like that. So we're going to think about sin, about uh, a person missing the target, what, thinking about what the target is. So, and there are lots of examples um, of someone being the wrong direction, missing the target. Uh, so th- there are some extreme obvious sins that are ridiculous things to do. Um, something very wrong, stealing, murder, terrorism. They're just so ridiculous. So many people agree. And when you see it, it just looks absolutely crazy. Everyone can see that. And in the same way that (coughs) gravity makes it hard for us to climb up things steep, God has built into us instincts that give us an indicator that's the wrong direction. No, don't go that way. There's also laws in the Bible, in in our country, everywhere there are laws. Laws that are there not to oppress people, but to keep generally people safe as much as possible. Um, It's just relatively clear to measure whether you've broke that law or not, and to judge whether you didn't obey that law. For example, whether someone passed the no-entry sign or not. Some people just get too focused on the law. They're just that person technically, okay, they haven't passed the no-entry sign. They're just like going, I've not touched it. They're just not looking at what the law is saying. Don't go that way. It must be over that way if you want to go. That's where you need to be thinking about. Choose the right way. The underlying purpose and aim of the law Then there's an example from um, the chapter from Luke 15 that we just read. Um, There's some obvious thing, you shouldn't be going that way. That is just all the wrong way that that, the younger son was going. He was on the wrong side of it, it should have been over that way. But then the older son comes, and he's focusing on the target as well, pointing at the target, judging and looking down at the other son. So neither of these two are anywhere near the target. They're both just looking at what you're not supposed to do. I'm going to... Uh, think a little bit more about their example later so all of this sin is talking about where the target isn't okay so so the the target's not there the target's not there you 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 need to be focusing on that and aiming at it it's just 
these laws and principles and built-in emotions inside us uh, are telling us, don't go that way, go the opposite direction. Sometimes the way we're supposed to be heading um, is very obvious. It's very obvious that this is the right way. This is the, uh, a good principle. This is where we should be heading. Sometimes it's a little bit challenging. And we're very lucky, blessed, to have so many examples full of sin. So many examples of where missing the target is, but also so many in-depth examples of where the target is, of what it's all about. The Bible is about more than laws, more than measurable things that you can tell, easily tell whether someone has broken it or not. And what it's pointing at is definitely not be next to that sign, seeing whether someone else has crossed it or not. It's all about us looking at ourselves. So, um, is that, do we need one of these? Do we need a, a selfie photo to be taken to look at ourselves? I think we actually need to be understanding not what other people see. We need to be not looking at other people. We need to be not thinking about what other people are looking at. Now, I have a clip from a very short, a short clip from a film. It shows where some characters, if you like, have deep spiritual openness. The inside emotions and the inner desire of their heart and the mess inside them is fully visible. Thank you, Minions, for that. We seem to be very un-Minion, don't we? We're very focused on making ourselves look good on the outside. Minions are so honest. You can see exactly all the things that are going on, all the annoyance and stress and things that they feel is just visible. We're too good at hiding it. When you start to look at the inside of yourself, you will realize it. It says in Romans chapter 3, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now you're going to see the most dramatic slide that I've got today. Are you ready? I'm going to press the button. Did you see it? Did you see what happened? Shall I do it again? Are you ready? What happened? The character turned around. 
It's the most dramatic life-changing slide. Let's go back to Luke chapter 15. going to read through um, Luke chapter 15 verse 17 so it's on page uh, 1049 if you want to look when he came to his senses he said how many of our my father's hired servants have food to spare and here I am starving to death I will set out and go back to my father and say to him father I have sinned against heaven and against you I'm no longer worthy to be called your son make me like one of your hired servants so he got up and went to his father While he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. So, his father didn't go out and try and force him to come back in any way. He waited for him. He waited for him to turn around, to come back, to repent, if you like. But I think this is interesting. While he was still a long way off. So this is like the the father, the head of the property. Somehow he seems to be outside looking down the paths every hour of every day to see if his son returns. And I think Jesus is trying to tell us what God feels. And when he saw him, he was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The younger son didn't need to go through anything else. He wasn't even able to finish his fully practiced Father, I haven't sinned, I have sinned against heaven and against you formal apology. He was graciously interrupted. To repent just means to turn around. In, earlier on in Luke 15, um, it's talking about before we get this bigger example Um, in verse 7 I tell you in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent I tell you there is rejoicing in verse 10 In the presence of the angels of God, over one sinner who repents. Jesus is saying that this dramatic scene of somebody just turning around, not having to do anything else, just turning around, is not only dramatic here, not only dramatic in your heart, but is dramatic in heaven. Interestingly, I think in verse 10, it's not actually the angels who it's saying are rejoicing. It's someone 
in the presence of God's angels. Who is that? I think perhaps someone thinks about the mess, the sin inside of them, and turns around to look at him. And God's heart just just goes, yes! God's heart expresses joy when that happens. It's interesting that in this in the larger example of sinners, um, the first example has a hundred people and one sinner. The second example has ten people and one sinner. The second example has two people and one sinner. Well, actually, it has two sinners. The older son feels like a religious person. All these years I've been serving you and never disobeyed your orders. He was focusing on the orders. Just focusing on the law. What can easily be measured. I think the oldest son missed the important core of being with his father. You are always with me, his father said to him. And being my son. Technically he was with him. And he needed to turn around as well though. He wasn't close enough to his father to understand his father's sacrifice, his grace, and his deep love. The Bible is full of examples of sin. It is also full of examples of grace. I actually don't like the word sin. I think it's so misunderstood, so misinterpreted. I don't like to use it. But the word grace, I don't think I could live without that word. I am definitely a sinner. And I definitely depend upon God's grace. So, in 1 Timothy... um, Chapter 1, verse 15, if you want to follow from the Bible. I think, would you like to read, we'll read this together, I think. Uh, This is, um, in verse, the start of verse 15, it says, Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Okay? So we'll say it together. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners... Of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his unlimited patience as an example for those who would believe on him and receive eternal life. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honour and glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you.
So sin is about us missing the target. Let's think about where God wants us to aim at. What is the target God wants us to aim at? I'm very grateful that I have known about God, about his creation for a long time. I've always been in awe of looking at the beauty in his creation. The older I get, the more grace I feel. In a way, the more I realise I depend upon God's grace. I realise how far I am away from where God really wants us to be, what his aim is. For some things, when we look in the right direction, some things feel a bit tricky, a bit hard work for us to do. And it's something really important to remember that those things are different for different people. Um, I've just got a crazy example. I have to cut my nails all the time. I bite my nails. I cannot stop biting my nails. If they're if they're not if there's a bit there, I'll feel like I have to bite it. I can't control it. That seems crazy to you. I, I, I hope. So, we can't judge what other people's problems are going through. Um, different people find different things difficult. <clears throat> Some of the things, like grace, they look physically easy to do, but for some reason, it's a sacrifice in our heart and our heart just won't let go I think grace is a side effect of God's character and it is built on an unbelievable foundation of amazing love averted our gaze not to look at the Father's orders but to gaze into the Father's eyes and appreciate the gift he has given us, the gift of his Son how deep the Father's love for us how vast beyond all measure that he should give his only Son to make a wretch his treasure What was it, do you think, which turned that character's head to the left? What had he or she seen? What was the image that captivated them so that they didn't look back anymore? I believe that image was our Lord Jesus Christ. The perfect example. The example that didn't follow rules but followed his father's heart. And we remember that example now as we share bread and wine together. John's going to give thanks to the bread. Abba Father, we come to you now and I offer this prayer on behalf of my brothers and sisters. 
is this prayer superfluous after we've heard two magnificent prayers the prayer the Lord's prayer the perfect prayer and the prayer from Timothy two words from your holy book but no prayer offered to you is ever superfluous you wait on our word how magnificent is that that you wait on our word you ask us to remember your dear son amazing grace that saved a wretch that saved wretches like us father we take this bread this simple simple piece of bread and we thank you for the grace for the love that is your dear son bless it to us now bless it to us bless each of us here in this room and all who seek you all who turn to you wherever they may be thank you father from the bottom of all of our hearts amen fix your eyes on jesus heavenly father we are grateful that you have made us the target of your love that you have invited us each and every one of us here to be part of your family and join you and the Lord Jesus in a great family all over the world and Father we thank you that you have given us the these symbols like the wine to remember your son and remember your plans and your projects and your love and Father we thank you that we can share this wine together today and remember the Lord Jesus sacrifice and the offer of life that comes with it and Father we pray in his name Amen He is the author and perfecter of our faith. I don't know if any of you saw Adele at the BBC uh, a week or so ago. There's one little bit where they put Adele into an Adele tribute act competition. And they did amazing prosthetics, so she looked nothing like Adele. And so all the tribute acts gave their best Adele impression. And then this next character came on, last one on, and the voice came out. The incredible Adele voice came out. And even though she looked nothing like Adele, all the people in the audience were like, that's Adele. And that's what God's love is like, I think. When God's love came in its most powerful manifestation, a joiner from the countryside... People turned their heads to the left. They couldn't miss it. It was unmistakable. And the amazing promise is that we can show that love. That voice can speak to us whatever we look like, whatever shape and size we might come in. God's unmistakable voice of love can come from us. Dear friends, 
Let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to also love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. And just may stand afterwards and Tim will close in prayer. Thank you. Lord, almighty God, we lift our hearts, our voices in praise and honour to you. Thank you. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for the thoughts and the words of Mike and Charles. And thank you for your thoughts and words in our hearts, Lord. It's been a blessing to be here. It's been a blessing to be part of this family. And we pray that it will remain to be so. Lord, we know that all you ask of us is to turn our faces towards you. You offer the maximum effort and all you ask from us is the minimal. Lord, if we don't, if we don't turn our faces towards you, we know that we won't feel your love and your grace showering upon us. We might just feel the rain shower upon us. But Lord, this week we pray that you help us to turn our faces towards you once more and feel your love pour over us. Fill us up and let it overflow, Lord. Let us overflow with your love. And may your Son be close to us in everything we do. Through your Son's name we offer this. Amen.